and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's up? Uh, football. I know. It's been pretty fun a lot. I mean, it has been. We're, we're going to talk, obviously, a lot about football on this episode um, and everything we saw in practice. But that first day back at practice was pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. It really was the, the, the whole first, you know, you were there for the first two days and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and not just yeah. watching, you know, watching is, you know, that's a nice, we hadn't done that in forever, but just talking to people again, like everyone was so excited to talk to us in person. I know it was, it was great. The players were uh, very friendly and, and, and giving, and they, they were psyched really to be to be up there talking with us there's a lot of media members and um yeah it was it was much better in person right i mean you could really get more in depth you could understand what they were saying other you could ask follow-ups like well like yeah yeah. follow-ups yay without being uh, shut down that's right yeah Yeah. um all right so we're gonna on this episode we're basically just going to talk about our, our kind of early observations from camp obviously uh we should caveat everything by saying uh there are have been three practices we've been able to see so far i guess they've had four but we've had five not, no they've oh, had five, five. okay yep. um we're also recording this on wednesday uh because it's a late night practice on thursday um not gonna right. be we're not gonna be able to record uh basically in time to, to get it up for our usual friday morning uh so right. recording this a day early so if anything crazy happens at practice on thursday night that's why we did not discuss it um in the second half here we'll we'll kind of do our kind of uh bounce around observations and all that kind of stuff but but i think up at the top we've got to start with Derek king um it was the number one topic of conversation on uh that first friday night it was definitely the the biggest thing everyone was watching for during practice um and it's hard to like say you know off of three practices we've been able to see with like a month until the season begins and it's just practice that like all, everything looks fine, but um, everything looks fine. At least as fine as it could be right now. He's, he's tick, ch- ticking off all the boxes. Um, you know, they, yeah. they, behind the scenes, they've kind of been saying that, but now we've obviously gotten to see it. And um, from what we have seen now also, he's ticking off those boxes that we wanted to kind of see from him. Yeah. And that not, not only that we wanted to see, I mean, that Manny Diaz, you yeah. know, he was holding his breath, you know, when he was asked, did you hold your breath? Were you nervous? I mean, when Derek took off, uh, that was a defining moment Definitely. toward practice, right? And um, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, he he, you know, pulled the ball in a read option and just juked up the field. He juked defenders, and and boom, went up, went up however many yards for for what would be a touchdown, you know. And uh, the place went crazy. Yeah. Uh, as <laughs> As you said, right? Uh, was it Jess Simpson? Yeah, was- Jess Simpson was even jumping up and down. I don't yeah. know if it was a, a jumping up and down out of excitement or maybe frustration with his defensive lineman, uh, but it was just yeah, a good, but- good enc- way to encompass how excited everyone seemed to be by a play like that. Oh yeah, I mean the whole place went crazy. I mean all the fa- all their it was fun. I mean all the parents and family members were lined up. Um, uh, along the along the end, end zone kind of thing, all yeah. the way up and down the line near the opening to the indoor practice facility by the building, and um, everybody was cheering. It was really fun. Um, 
and then they kind of ended it after that. And, you know, the second practice was fun too, because we got to, we got to see the whole, both, you know, uh, Friday and Saturday night, entire yeah. practices. Full sessions. Again. Yeah. That will not happen again. No. Um, and then we, and then, you know, I was there, there was really only other one other practice we could see. And I was there last night. Um, and that was kind of interesting too, because it was in the indoor practice facility. So uh, we can talk, you know, about all of that good stuff. Yeah. You got to see, you know, I was obviously, I was not there that night, but I was looking at some of the videos and stuff you were tweeting out and you got to see some of the defensive linemen, which is just something we, from where we could stand, uh, I guess we should like kind of mention this before we totally ignore basically talking about linemen on this episode, but from right. where we can stay, from where we're allowed to stand, we're allowed to stand basically in one end zone. It's basically where the skill guys work, the, the linemen and linebackers, I guess, to um, work at the other end of the field. So we're, we can see them a little bit in like 11 on 11 stuff when they're near us, but not too know, much. We can't, we can't really see that much. We um, see that we can see when we're outside where we usually are in green t- tree, we can see um, the tight ends. Yeah. The skill guys, basically, right. The quarterbacks, yeah, the can, running backs, can, the wide yes, receivers. receivers. Yeah. We can and the see DBs. Bit of the running backs. Yeah. We can see a little bit of that. We can see the quarterbacks. That's fun doing mm-hmm. their roles. Um, but the defense, like you said, the offensive linemen are way, yeah. way down by the ba- almost like by the baseball field towards right. the light. And then the, uh, again, like you said, we see a little bit of the DBs, right? You said that we, yeah. see that, but the other guys, it's very tough to see them. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, one of the most positive signs about Derek is that it was like the topic of to- conversation on Friday. And then by Saturday, it kind of seemed to be old news, right? Like, that yeah. first day we were all watching him. We were like noting everything he did. Like, oh, his dropbacks look good. Oh, that run looked pretty good. Um, you know, it was, it was, I, I wasn't worried necessarily about his like passing, right? But, um, you know, we, we, were, we were watching him. That was, that was the, the one guy we were watching. And then by night two, um, you know, maybe there was like one question about, oh, I guess we talked to Lashley on night two. So there were, there were some, uh, a couple of DR questions there, but. For the most part, by then we were kind of it was we moved on, right? We were we were worrying about everything else because, um, like we said, he he checked all the boxes. I think that you could have asked in a non conference or a non contact practice, right? On on the on night one, like we saw that. Obviously, that the question now and the question you asked him about was like that first hit. That's going to be the next. That's the next thing he has to check off. And obviously, that's not something we're going to really know. I guess like maybe something could kind of happen in a scrimmage, right? Like he gets bumped or whatever, but for the most part, like we're not going to know until he gets sacked against Alabama. Oh, for sure. And, and, and um, yeah, we're, we're not going to know. And I was thinking about that, David, the other day I was sitting there daydreaming and, and I had this weird daydream that, that Derek King gets by mistake tackled by one of his, um, one of his teammates. Uh huh. <laughs> During a scrimmage, and then I was thinking, hmm, uh, what would happen? I was just playing that, and I'm yeah. like, you know, what would we, like? Would the coaches go crazy with the with the other pl- older players get down on the? Yeah, I I can't imagine an older player doing it. I've seen that before, you know. Haven't yeah, you I mean, it happens, right? It happens. No, but I've seen, yeah, but I've seen it not really by accident, kind oh, of like, yeah, yeah, by yeah. accident, but an overly exuberant player goes a little too far right i i'm just i don't know why that went through my brain but i i really don't want it to happen yeah 
I almost wonder if uh, Derek wouldn't mind it, right? <laughs> Take that first hit and not have it come against Alabama. I mean, I, again, obviously, you like you do not want him to get hurt. Obviously, no, in I, practice. But, I uh, agree. Actually, I just thought of another another thing. I could I could see. I've seen this. You know, not for a long time, but I have seen this. You know, years ago, um, several times where like Butch, um, Butch Davis's teams and stuff. I I I where they would the offensive linemen. Uh, and the defensive linemen would get in fights. Right. I've definitely seen that, that where there were like ball out, like on the field, wrestling, crazy fight. Because yeah. we used to be able to see pretty much all practice. Right. Um, and then they'd come begging us not to write about it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I, I, I could see that happening, but um, not, no, I don't, not, not with Manny's teams, no fights. Yeah. So I, I, I guess the the thing we the way to kind of analyze Derek off of what we saw is like I don't know do you do you feel better about it than you did going into practice or was it kind of like I don't know I, I don't know the the best way to phrase this but but do you feel more confident you know that was one that was like the number one thing we talked about on on the episode two weeks ago when we previewed the offense was like right that's what the the Derek thing is both the best thing about this offense if he's healthy and the worst thing if, if he can't stay healthy. And of course we don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy, but do you, do you kind of just feel better about the whole Derek situation or was it like yeah. kind of what you were just hoping for? Uh, I, I feel better about it, mm-hmm. but always I'm the type that's always wondering what's, I always think of the worst thing that can happen. Right. I, I I do in my brain. I, I that's just my personality about everything. I think it's the way I, I, I work. Okay, what can go wrong, and how can you fix this before? Right. Just just in case it goes wrong, not before. Right. And, and I, so so it so every day I kind of take a deep breath, and I'm happy when we haven't seen anything, you know, I'm happy when it seems like everybody's healthy and the quarterback in particular, you know, Derek, I mean, right. Yeah. So I definitely feel better that I saw him take off and run, but it's David, it still gets me nervous. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and mean, that's the thing, right. It's like, you feel good. But the, like I said, the question is, I think there were two questions, right? The one was like, is he going to have his speed? Is he going to have like all that, the confidence to do the cutting and that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, we haven't seen him probably at 100% speed yet, right? But he looked pretty good there. No. Like I, it, it, yeah, he did. But no one was, again, no one was going after him. Right. Um, Against Alabama. Then, <laughs> good luck. Yeah. And then the, the one question that just is unanswerable is, will that knee hold up for the whole year? And we, there's just no way for us to know. And that, that's the thing. But, but I think the first part of that question, the, the question of, is he going to be the same old Derek? Um, Obviously, again, not it's not it can't be answered know. off of two practices, no. but but it looks right. pretty good. Like all the signs are there that he's this. You know, when when you're watching these practices, we're gonna talk about it in the second half here. You're looking for like the glimpses of guys, right? Especially like guys right. who we have questions about, and that's what you want to see. You want to see the them kind of flash that. And Derek, like you know, if you were just like kind of a scout watching that practice, you would have been like, oh, that guy looks pretty good, right? If you didn't know who Derek King was, you'd be like. Oh, that quarterback, he's, he's, he can move pretty well. And that is, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. But he don't, I, I mean, I just, I just have to say that he, we, we only, you know, and that, I, I only saw him run like what? One, you know, it, twice, three once, times maybe. But yeah. once yeah. really running. And yesterday, 
you know, the Tuesday night practice, we, they were <clears throat> most, mostly it was on the other side, kind of, we were watching a lot of the defensive players right. and, and we didn't see the whole thing, by the way, yesterday we saw like 30 minutes or something like that. And it, you know, so we didn't, you know, I don't, I don't, we didn't, we didn't see as much and they were right. inside and they're definitely, definitely holding them back somewhat. I mean, yeah. it's not crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, and then the other thing is they like, you know, they, they know what they have too. Right. Like, it's not like they're worried about, like we, we talked about this the other night, last year, it was such a rush, a race to get this offense like installed, basically. Remember thinking how few, you know, obviously they only had what, like three spring practices and then missed a lot of the summer and, um, right. And then just had training camp. Now this offense is in, in place. So they, they can afford um, to have that, like, I don't know if caution is the right word, but like it's they not a rush. To. It's not a race right now. They they feel no. good about what they have offensively, and mm-hmm. um, it's not just because of Derek. It's because everyone has been in this system for a year, basically. And Rhett Lashley is definitely going to have to. Um, I don't. He's definitely going to have to uh, rein him in a little bit. I think for for that for the first game or whatever. I I do. Mm, well, the other thing is. I think he's got to be careful. He's got red, red lashes. going to got to do a game plan that can protect. Right. Yeah. And, and that's part of, I think just their comfort in this offense, right. Is that I think they, you know, last year that the Derek run was kind of the bailout. Right. And yeah. still probably will be to an extent, but <laughs> right. um, I think the hope is they don't have to go to it as often. Right. If, if this, yep. if, you know, first of all, Derek wants to prove he can play in the NFL. He's got to prove he can throw like all that kind of stuff. Right like, and, and be a really effective passer. Um, and I think they like their wide receivers a little bit. Right. And they like, that's exactly the re- yes. That's and exactly. they like their offensive line. Like in theory, they should be able to have a more, more options, more pass heavy offense basically. Right. And yeah. you know, they, they got good running backs too. So they'll run it. And you know, that, that Derek run where that was like probably your in like your second or third best option most of the time last year. That's that probably goes down a little closer to like four or five this year, or or at least it doesn't have to be your like number two option to uh, to win games. You you can win with Derek's arm. You can win because you have good receivers. You can win because you have good running backs. Um, you can win with just with your offensive line and kind of grinding out games. Yep. Um, you don't have to win by by just running read option and and basically saying Derek King bail us out here with your legs. Well said. Perfectly said. All right, uh, let's take a quick break here, and then uh, we'll come back and let's uh, break down uh, everything else we saw from the first few days of practice. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, 
live only on Netflix. All right, we are back. Um, let's just bounce around the roster at this point, I guess, and um, sure. kind of talk about all the different things we saw. You know, uh, we've kind of written pretty in depth, I think, about most of the interesting things we've seen. So, just, you know, check all that out at MiamiHerald.com. Um, but I'm trying to think of where we should start. Let's start with the wide receivers, which is kind of where we finished with the De'Ara conversation. Um, because I think that, again, it's two practices and, and we, you know, it's much more important that I think what we've seen from these guys in games and that's the beyond Mike Hartley and Charleston Rambo. There are a lot of question marks, but um, I don't know. It seems like that next group has been pretty competitive, right? You know, I think Mark Pope actually looked pretty good in the first couple of practices. I guess he's uh, a little banged up or we don't know how banged up. Yeah, we'll find injured, out about injured um, did not practice yesterday. Right. In the, uh, the, I would, yeah, I guess injured, but I'm, I'm not sure. So, yeah. Um, so, but he looked pretty good in those first two practices. Um, we've seen a lot of Keyshawn uh, Smith who has Keyshawn been, mm-hmm. who's gotten, yeah, you know, I, I wrote this when I in a in a story the other day. It was interesting to me that he was like the third guy that Derek mentioned when like he was like, We got a lot of guys back. We got Harley, we got Mallory, we got Keyshawn Smith, and that's a guy who caught two balls last year. They clearly seem uh really excited with him. Um Xavier Restrepo has looked really good. Um, and I gotta say his parents seem like the the most excited parents at uh at these practices. They're just roaming around watching intently to everything he does. Um, and I, I think, you know, some freshmen have looked really good to me too. Romello Brinson, definitely skinny, definitely needs to bulk up a little bit, but, um, I think it's looked really good in like seven on seven type stuff. And, and the best play anyone has made in camp so far was a, a one-handed catch by Brashard Smith on that first night that, um, I think the, the, uh, Kane's football tweeted that out. So I think a lot of people have seen that, but that group <laughs> is, that's probably the big most encouraging sign to me off of two practices. And again, it's two practices and they're not in pads and I guess three, two and a half for you, but um, that group at least seems to have a lot of options, which is, I think what we kind of thought was going to be the case coming in, but, but you know, the, those guys who, those options seem good. Like it, it seems like they've got some talent at least, you know, I, I don't, you know, with a guy like Mark Pope, the question I don't think has necessarily ever been talent, but um, it's been, you know, kind of, putting it together um but they definitely have talent in that group yeah they they definitely do and um uh yeah i mean Keyshawn smith the, the, no, you know nobody can stop talking about him yeah and um uh you know d wiggins was was doing okay and xavier restrepo is as hard a worker as always i mean he really really uh as manny diaz would say strains um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, all of them, the young guys, like you were saying, um, Brinson and, um, you know, they're, they're all, they're all fighting for spots and they, they all look okay so far. Yeah. And this is something we said, I think two weeks ago is that the Rambo just having, you know, with Harley, they had one guy, right. And then it was trying to find the other two basically. When you've got Harley and Rambo as your top two, and now you're just looking for a number three receiver, it changes like the math a lot, right? It makes you feel a lot better about a guy like Mark Pope or D Wiggins, who in the past have kind of struggled with that burden of being the number two receiver. But 
you know, when, once you knock those guys down to, to number three, um, it just changes a lot. It makes it a lot easier to, to kind of feel good about that position group. And it makes it a lot easier to feel like, you know, it's not like they're, they're looking for two receivers from this jumble of like six guys or whatever, but um, you know, now they're, they're just looking for one or, you know, one to be a number three and one to be a number four. Like, you know, obviously you can go deeper than three at receiver, but yeah, I, I just think the numbers they have there, the depth is suddenly like, I don't want to say the depth is good because we've only really seen two of these guys be really productive, but the depth of options is good. Yeah. And yeah, Rambo is, boy, they, they got some, they got some great transfers, right? So Rambo is going to make such a huge difference. It's, it just makes everything feel different now. Yeah. So this is, I think this is something we talked about last week with the defense and I kind of feel similarly with Rambo. In, in the past, these transfers came in and they were supposed to be stars, right? Right, like Jalen Phillips, Quincy Rocha. I mean, it worked in a lot of these cases. Bubba Bolden, like these guys are all transfers and going to be in the NFL. Um, this group of transfers, you know, those guys could all be NFL guys, right? Rambo, DeAndre Johnson, Tyreek. Um, but they're not necessarily being asked to be like stars, right? They're just ask, being asked to be really good starters and um, – I think part of that is because Miami brought so many guys back. They just felt good about the, the roster. Um, but like I said, you know, Rambo, obviously that means you're looking for a number three receiver now instead of a number two. Um, DeAndre Johnson means you're looking for just one starting defensive end, not two. Tyreek Stevenson means yep. you're, you're looking for um, a number two and a number th- like, you, you know, you're not, you've got four guys who, who feel you feel good about rather than just three and, and that position being really thin. So, you know, maybe those guys will, break out and become like all conference level performers. But for the most part, they're, they're, it's just good to have them the, the better and just guys, you know, are going to slot right into that starting lineup. Yeah. I mean, Manny Diaz really still is the, the king of uh, the king of recruiting transfers or I yeah. guess crew transfers. Do you? You kind of do. You do. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you're allowed to do. Well, once what... they're in the portal, you're allowed to talk to them. Oh, once they're in the portal. Yeah. Well, I um, I think he's he's good at getting his transfers, or 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 the other players are, yeah, the other Canes are, you know. Yeah, yeah so, I think I think that, that early group of transfers, it was Manny knew he needed to like he needed that top end talent, so he took big swings with uh, Phillips and Tate Martell, um, and you know some of them worked out. I'd say more worked out than didn't work out, but um, you know now it was just about getting like solid pieces to, to supplement the roster rather than build the roster necessarily through transfers. Um, speaking of, of the freshmen um, who I mentioned, Brinson, Brashard Smith, uh, Jacoby George, I think has had a couple of moments too. Um, mm-hmm. Manny Diaz on, this was a, a, a topic of his on his weekly radio spot on Monday mm-hmm. on WQAM was this freshman class and the way that they are pushing guys. Obvi- I think it's really obvious at the wide receiver position, um, you know, James Williams, I think, has been one of the main attractions of, of camp. It's um, Yeah, you can't, can't miss him. Yeah, like it's it, – you don't see six, five safeties like that. Like it, it's uh, – oh, it's kind of a marvel to watch. Um, you know, Cam Kinchins, I, I think, is just – seems like he – it seems like he's the kind of guy who's just going to be tough to keep off the field because in practice, like, it always seems like he's, like, the most productive defensive guy out there. Um but yeah, this freshman class, I think it's obviously came in with a lot of hype. And so far, again, only through two practices, 
but you can you can see why i guess is probably the way to phrase it oh for sure i mean i you know manny has been very impressed and he's mentioned multiple times and and he, he really should uh james like you're saying williams and leonard taylor defensive tackle we got to be close to Leonard yesterday. Yeah, I wanted to ask you because I was not at that practice. I, I saw you tweet a video out and I was like, oh, I'm excited to hear what Susan thinks. Because I've seen him a lot in high school. What did you think of watching looks him hit some bags? He looks pretty agile for a big guy. Yeah. I, 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 I thought he was, um, he was, he was real fluid. He was, they were, they were like running and you know how they punch the dummies and then yeah. they, the next one, they go in and out and he, he had his right arm like lift it up uh i guess that's part of the technique but he would put his right arm up i don't know if it was for balance or for like afterwards for like uh you know celebrating uh-huh. or like look at me kind yeah. of but um he looked really good uh he ran ran you know he looked fast and and again smooth for for as big as he is and we asked in fact we you know we talked to de- the de- defensive end transfer deandre johnson um, last night and, you know, he, he praised, you know, he praised him, um, and said that, you know, that his, his, his hips look really good. Um, and just, he's again, a very, very fluid, um, you know, gifted kind of player. So, um, he said that, uh, that the play it's only that the playbook now you know they're so young and they still have to learn the playbook and he, and he said that once he gets that down um he's he's going to play even faster than he does but yeah. he, he said he's going to be pretty special just a big quick guy very loose in the hips very fluid just a polished athlete yeah the so thing that, i always liked about L- leonard taylor or lt as they call him um is I feel like a lot of times when you like think of a five-star defensive tackle, you expect them to be this just like massive, massive guy. Right. Like right. You, you think of that, like, like how James Williams is a freak. Like you could just look at him and you're like, that guy is like clearly a special talent. Who's um, going to fill out. Unbelievable. Yeah. And if you look at, if you look at Leonard Taylor, he kind of just like is built like a, like just his weight and height and all that. He's just like kind of like typically sized for a defensive tackle obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> a six, four, two seventy five, or what, I don't know what he weighs, but that's not typical size for a normal person, but typical size for a defensive tackle. Um, but yeah. it's, it's how quick he is and how fluid he is like, and kind of how technically sound he is. Like he's just very advanced, both like athletically and like balance wise and all that kind of stuff. And a little bit of technique. Um, so that, it makes you think he's really good when he's like this highly touted guy and he's not just like, you don't just look at him and you're like, Oh, of course, like the six, seven, like 340 pound defensive tackle is a five-star. He's like kind of a normal looking defensive tackle who just happens to be like really quick and like really agile. You said agile. That's, that's the best way I think to kind of describe him. Yeah. He, he, it was fun to watch, right? Number 50. Mm-hmm. We're all, we were all, we were all kind of watching and, and it was, it was cool to be close to those guys with Jess Simpson getting right in the middle, hyped up. It was, uh, it was fun because we don't usually get to see that. And the only reason, the only reason we were inside last night or they were inside last night was because um, the, 
women were playing a soccer game, a soccer exhibition game. Oh yeah, on, which is on the field post. next to Green Tree. A cop. Yeah, and and what happened was there's if they there's so many whistles right next to them, you know, with football that they it would screw everything up. So they practice indoors. In fact, somebody when you were there asked Manny about. Uh, oh yeah, the idea of practicing at night instead indoor- of in the heat. Oh, practicing at night. Yeah. What about the old Canes that say we practice in the day? And Manny got really defensive. Manny yeah. was, you know what? If you say that to them, they'll get out there anytime you want in the middle of the heat. They'll they'll go out there for 24 hours straight. They, that they're, they'll do whatever it takes that they love going out in the sun. Um, but, you know, it's it's smart that it's so smart that they're doing it at night. Don't you agree? Just for yeah, they'll, I mean, I assume they're practicing during the day once the season starts like. Yes. Yes. They will. I think next week is their last night, um, their last night practices and then they, and then classes start. So then it'll go back to some kind of morning, morning sessions, um, you know, where they have to get up super early and do the practice. And then they, they, you know, they, they, the academic advisors or whatever schedule their classes. Right. Afterward. And then they all come in and they, they're basically there all day. You know, they all come in and go to sleep in the locker room or whatever they do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one, one other thing I, before we move on from the freshman, we should mention is the first couple of practices, those guys were just like with their kind of own group, right? They were not with the ones or twos. They kind of put them all on the third team. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though, you know, some of these guys have looked impressive, it's kind of hard to know exactly where they stand in the pecking order at this point. Obviously, you know, with a lot of them, Miami doesn't even know yet. It was their first, you know, it was Jay- Leonard Taylor's first practice. It was those wide receivers' first practices. Um, and, and, and David, another, I wanted to mention that another uh, person that Manny um, was high on is uh, Elijah Arroyo. Yes, I was about to say that. He seems like, honestly, Tight if you, if you told me, if you had, one, if you ask me to predict which freshman will get the most playing time this year, I kind of think mm-hmm. I would say Elijah Arroyo at this point. Because it seems like he's a has a really good chance of being that number two tight end. And he was here in the spring, even though he was hurt. Um, and he's big. Like, he looks the part already in a way that some of these other freshmen, especially the ones who just got here a couple months ago, um, are still, you know, they still look young. Like, Elijah Arroyo looks like a college football player at this point. He does. And as a matter of fact, I did a story on, um, I did a story that was in uh, the, the, the Wednesday uh, Miami Herald on, on uh, Will Mallory. Yeah. Being out of the shadow of Brevin Jordan. Um, and Will, Will talked about Elijah Arroyo because we yes. talked about Elijah. And he, he said he was, <laughs> he said he was ginormous. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry that word always makes me laugh uh-huh. he said he was ginormous and that he was a freak yeah he was a freak we haven't heard that word in a while <laughs> that he was you know obviously really really good and that um uh you know he said that he's he said he's already way farther ahead than i was as a freshman he's going to contribute early if he keeps the course so I agree with what you're saying there. Um, I think Larry Hodges, who is not a fret, this is his third season. Right? Yes. Yep. Larry yep. Hodges made a, a really nice catch yesterday in seven on seven. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, and in for a touchdown um, in practice. So we'll see. We'll see what he can do. I think his first season, two seasons ago, he had he caught two passes, both for touchdowns. Both for touchdowns, yeah. I yeah, that. and last last season, I think he only he had one catch for negative yardage. I think. Yeah, uh, he didn't do very much last year. No, um, but. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But I do. I did want to point out Elijah Royal, as you did. Yeah, yeah. Hodges. Yeah, well, that, that first year was. You know, they were running a lot more pro style stuff. You know, I think those two right. touchdown catches Hodges had were like, there were three tight ends on the field for those plays. Like they were like classic, like goal line package kind of stuff. Uh, and that just is not part of Miami's offense. But they needed number two, and obviously Hodges, um, Don Mamarelli, and Elijah Royal are, are all competing for that spot behind Will Mallory. Um, <laughs> one last thing I had before we finish up, I guess we should mention the offensive line, right? Cause I, I know we said we have not seen a lot, but we have seen, I know they, they tell us not to overreact to who the ones are and stuff like that on the first couple of days. And, and there's obviously a point to that, but it is like, you know, pretty tell. I think in that, in the case when it's a veteran position like that, it's a pretty good sign of who's in the lead at the start. Um, yes. And right now I would say Jared Williams leads in that right tackle competition. Yep. Um, and Jalen rivers leads in the left guard competition. That is obviously right now vacated with Ja'Kai Clark uh, limited after an off season uh, car accident. Although he has been out there um, doing yes. drills and yeah. stuff. So a good doing, sign. Yeah. There. Limited, limited drills, just like Al blades at, at cornerback is yeah. out there doing limited. Yeah. Those three guys, in fact, you know, we got gain, we got the center core gainer. Yep. He's got that. Sp- he's got that spot wrapped up. I mean, they pretty yeah. much all do. And he told us last night. He said uh, Jalen Rivers has been, you know, at left guard, and Navon Do- Navon Donaldson has been at right guard. Yep. And um, and that's the way it's been since day one. Since day one of practice. Mm-hmm. He said, Oh no, that that's the only, those are, that's it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, I think coming in, right. We kind of knew three spots. I think we're like kind of locked in. Right. I think we all knew Zion was at left tackle. We all knew Gaynor was at center and it looked pretty much like it was going to be Navon's position to lose at, at right guard. Yeah. Um, and the question was that right tackle left guard. And um, I, I, th- I think they've got their starting five. Yeah. I mean, I think we got DJ, we got DJ Scaife in that like swing spot, right? We've seen him a little bit as oh, the backup. Yeah. I think we've seen him a little bit as a backup sure. left tackle. We've seen him a little bit at guard. Um, yeah, I think yeah. He's, he's, he's the next guy, right? He's, he's potentially pushing Jared Williams at right tackle. He's oh, potentially for sure. pushing, he's potentially pushing um, Jalen Rivers at left guard yeah. too. So, yeah. but for now, like we said, I, I think they've got their five front runners right now. I think so. I bet I do. Pushing. And then we'll see what happens yeah. when Ja'Kai Clark gets healthy, obviously. Yes. He's a very smart kid. Yeah. Smart. I, I, I think uh, uh, DJ is, is super talented too. I, I think he's a future NFLer, and I think he will. Uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to um, rotate. They've got to. Yeah. They've got a lot of bodies. And then um, also John Campbell jr. Um, out um they yeah. had a serious knee injury they did not Good rule point. him out for the season um but we saw him and he's got a pretty mm. pretty serious brace on i his, saw on him he has a, on his left knee a huge yeah. big braces that they wear when they tear some kind of ligament yeah so it, it seems we don't want to like obviously 
say anything without being totally informed, but it seems like a ligament injury of some sort, whether it's a yeah. tear or a, like a bad uh, yeah. uh, you know, sprain or something or a it's strain, major. I should say. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it seems major. like it's going to keep him out into the season. I, I, I feel pretty confident no, of about course. that. Of course, he's not even, he's not, he has a massive brace. Yeah. And that, um, that obviously, you know, he was a guy who had some starting experience and um, that line, I still feel good about the yeah. offensive line, but it's a lot thinner than it looked like it was going to be uh, in the spring. Just and, with a couple of guys out. Um, and yeah. And, and they could, I'm telling you, David, it's, it, it, it's injuries. Yeah, there's an injury. Yeah. Waiting. I mean, they've already had two, like, right. Like, and that's a spot where guys get hurt, obviously, but, but I still feel pretty good. Still feel pretty good about that group. And I'm excited to see what Jalen rivers, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we haven't seen him really. We saw him, I guess, in the spring game, but um, he'll be, a, whenever he gets on the field, he'll be a, an interesting guy to monitor. Cause he was a big recruit coming in. Um, out of Oakleaf uh, with Chance Williams, who I guess has been pretty impressive too at defensive end, um, has definitely bulked up a little bit. So, um, and they also have the they uh, they also have the UNLV. Yes, Justice, Justice. Oluwasin. We don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I, if I had it, if I was looking at it in front of me, I could do it pretty well. But yeah, he's here Justice too. Justice Oluwasin, and he's been running as the backup right tackle um, so far. So a good depth piece, also. Um, and then some of the freshmen, um, you know, they've got, they've got three pretty good freshmen in here Two just got to campus, um, Lawrence Seymour and, and Ryan Rodriguez. So it's hard to bank on those guys, but my, Michael McLaughlin, the right tackle, I think he's been playing, maybe he's been playing left tackle. Um, he was here in the spring. So, uh, and he, he's already huge. So they, they've got some options there, even with their injuries. Um, but, but a little thinner than, than I think we were expecting, um, you got any final thoughts from the first couple of days of practice? Well, we 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 do have um, uh, we do have a couple guys, right? Who who are not on the roster? Did we? Oh, talk right. About? We should mention that. Yeah. Um, and the Cam Williams one hurts. Um, he uh, is. Uh, yeah. I think the way Manny Diaz phrased it was did not meet our standards academically, um, and you know he started the bowl game at defensive end uh last year after Quincy and Jalen opted out like he was going to be in that competition to play opposite DeAndre Johnson um I think Jafari Harvey on paper was was the front runner and certainly is even more I think of a front runner spot there now although I guess Zach McLeod is also um yeah right in the mix it seems like um but yeah Cam Williams was one of those those we, we talked about it last week just looking for that NFL type guy and mm -hmm. um you know, Cam Williams, just with his frame, was was a guy who had a chance to take a big leap, and and that, that'll hurt Miami. Oh yeah, that'll def that that definitely will hurt um, even more than um, than than Peyton, right? Yes, yeah, Peyton, who uh, is um, wide receiver. Yeah, who is like taking a leave of absence? I don't know. I don't know the proper way to phrase it. I don't have Manny's quote in front of me, but um, basically, like just not playing football right now um not transferring it doesn't sound like although maybe it winds up being a transfer at some point um manny and, and jeremiah payton actually on twitter uh kind of said he'll be back um so that's why as I you said i you know jeremiah payton um who is just weird i mean since 
God, he looks so good. The that first, first camp, he looked incredible. Oh my God, he looks so good, and he was he was a stud right out of high school. Yeah, he was a, he was a big time recruit, um, Jacksonville area. And uh, yeah, just since that first camp, it just never came together. Yeah, it never came together, and um, I yeah, you know, I I think he was in maybe protocol. Yeah, had a. Yeah, I don't know if he had COVID or if it was, but he was, I think, missed. I think he had two separate stints on like the COVID list. And he had off season knee surgery. Uh, that's mm-hmm. sure. And, but, but Manny t- said at the ACC media days that he was, he was fine. His knee was fine after surgery. Um, but then it was kind of like he just didn't. Manny said something like, um, He's, he's not in a place right now where playing football is what he wants to do was right. kind of weird. And it's not weird. I mean, so something's going on beyond right. that. Yeah. yeah. Some personal and, matter, I think. Right. And, you know, like you said, Peyton wrote, I was never quitting. I'll be back. But that he tweeted that out, but that could be, I'll be back in general terms. Like maybe he's transferring or. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also interesting that um, Brashard Smith has his number now. Right. He was 12. Brashard right. Smith is wearing that 12 now. Um, right, which, right, right. you know, I think if my AME knew he was just like taking a year off or whatever, like opting out, I, I don't know if they would have given his number away. Um, but I think it's an uncertain situation there, but, but as we said, the wide receiver spot, it's, 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 it's a disappointment. I think from all angles, right? Like I'm sure Jeremiah Payton is not happy with the way his, uh, college career has gone. I'm sure Miami was hoping for him to be a, a more productive player. Um, but uh, they, they've rebuilt that wide receiver position, I think, pretty nicely. Um, that, that, Like you said, I don't think it's going to hurt them in the same way that the Cam Williams absence uh, could hurt them. No, definitely, definitely not. Um, we still haven't talked to any changing subject linebackers yet, but we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's, a, and that's another position that we just did not really be able to see a lot. Um, so that maybe, maybe next week we'll, we'll get a better sense of that position and we can, we can talk about it. Um, and Romello Brinson, by the way, did, he did kind of, he walked into the weight room last night, uh, while they were working out. So he wasn't working out with a trainer or someone I didn't really know, not the head trainer, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell visibly if he was injured. He didn't seem like, it's not like we saw him get injured. Right. So if he's still just, uh, recuperating whatever but um so he i'm not sure what's exactly up with him mm-hmm. uh, but that was something and done and we should say that running back don cheney jr who had his shoulder uh surgery in the spring um wore a red non-contact jersey right uh, tuesday night but he did participate in drills he did when they were yeah. doing on seven stuff he did but he definitely had that you better protect this guy and leave him alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jersey All right. Yep. All right. I think we can wrap things up there. Um, you got anything else? Miami's number 16 oh. in the country. Oh. Yes. Miami's number 16. They end at number 16 in the coaches preseason coaches poll. The AP poll comes out on Monday around noon. Uh, and they ended just so everybody knows Miami ended the season in the AP and the coaches poll number 22. I believe. Um, so they start as number 16, only three teams ranked in the top 25 by the coaches, 
uh, among the ACC, North Carolina, I think there are nine, I think nine, maybe. Yeah, I think there were nine. nine. Clemson's number two and Miami. So it's kind of interesting. The ACC through only three teams. Yep. And it, right. uh, as, as we expect it and the coaches expect, uh, it's going to be a Miami North Carolina race in the coastal, uh, is the ex- expectation, at least early on. Um, yeah. you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan, uh, lots of great camp stuff this week. So, uh, check that all out at miamiherald.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, I'll be back at camp next week, I've been out of town this week. Um, but then, uh, yeah, like I said, check out miamiherald.com. We got, got all your Miami football covered and, uh, it's that time of year when the website is just overflowing with football stuff so, great uh, great high school stuff from from david also david yeah, will, if you yeah. want to check that out we'll, we've hopefully hoping to ramp up some high school stuff that but tie kind of tie it all in with miami football and just the whole the whole thing it all it all goes together so uh thanks as always for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys next week